Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, everyone, and welcome into Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, analyst for CBS Sports, and a very special guest, and pre-birthday girl, Jordan Angeli, NWSL analyst. <laughs> On today's episode, we're chatting all things Challenge Cup preview, a World Cup roster prediction for the U.S. women's national team. And before we get into everything Thanks for joining us. And a quick reminder to subscribe to us on YouTube. Also as a podcast, so go ahead, follow, like, download so that you never miss out on a single episode. We're back at it with Lisa and Jordan. Hey, guys. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Sandra, it's always good to chat with you. But special guest today, we're like in the presence of royalty. We got Jordan (laughs) Angeli on the show today. And a birthday girl. Happy birthday, Jordan. Everyone, drop a birthday emoji in the chat for Jordan. Oh, my gosh. Shout out. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you. Yeah, you said that. I was looking for my crown. I didn't didn't get to participate (laughs) in that OL Reign crown um, photo shoot, so I can't quite find it. But um, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. I listened to you a couple times a week and I love being on here. So yeah, my last day at 36. So you guys got me right in time. Look, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put myself on blast, Jordan. Next time I see you in person, I hope you don't judge me, but I definitely have a Jordan Angeli playing card. I believe it's when you're with the breakers. Yeah. No way. So look, I you got to get a signature on that. I, Sam. I, I, I think I have a, you don't even have to pay the $5 it's going for on eBay. I think- <laughs> I think I got I think I have a plug right here. I think we're going to make it happen. We'll we'll see. Um look guys, I'm, I'm so I'm so excited to to chat all things uh women's soccer with you. 
And we should start this off, I think, with NWSL Challenge Cup before we get into the World Cup uh, locks and predictions there, because I'm sure we've got a lot of things to say there. So let's let's start with a preview of NWSL Challenge Cup. We've got midweek action going off on Wednesday. You can catch the matches on Paramount Plus, of course, of course. Let's start with a preview of racing Louisville versus Chicago Red Stars. We've got a central region battle. We've got Chicago Red Stars coming off of a win against Orlando Pride in the regular season. Season, their first win in over a month. And we've got Racing Louisville who hit a bit of a snag, right? They suffered their first loss in a, in a couple of games. They went on a little bit of a run there. Some good form from this team. Savannah DeMello with a lot of breakout mm-hmm. play. Jordan, you're our guest today. I'm going to go with you. you we like to make picks on this show. I think, we, and we hold you accountable to them. So just stay tuned. Just maybe going off of of recent form. Do you, do you have a winner and a loser in this one? Do you think maybe this is going to shake out to a draw? I, I think that just the when you look at these two teams and how teams have been playing in the Challenge Cup as of this this new um, iteration of it, where it's in the middle of the season, we're seeing a little bit more rotation from teams. Not like they're rotating their whole teams. We are seeing a lot of players play in these games. Like I think most of the games I have had had five substitutes. Mm-hmm. Like they've used their max substitutes. So they're trying to use these as ways to really get a lot of people with playing time. So when I think about that, I think of the Chicago Red Stars team, and they do not have depth. This is a team who has suffered. Um, they've lost a lot of players over the offseason. They have some injuries that have kept people out. And I think that that's going to hurt them in this game. So I'm, I'm going race in Louisville because they do have a little bit more depth. I think of just Katlana, a player who's coming back mm-hmm. from an injury. I think this could be a really good opportunity for her to get a start and show a little bit more of like, we've seen glimpses of the flair that she can bring, but I could see Kim Bjorkagren giving her the nod and giving like her 45 minutes and to run it out against the Chicago red stars team. So I'm going race in Louisville. I don't think it's going to be a big win. Um, it might be two to one. I'm gonna go two to one. Racing Louisville. Oh, I love it. I like I like the scoreline prediction yes. on it too. Yeah. Um, go, going with Racing Louisville. I I respect that because yeah. I also am gonna go with Racing Louisville despite um their regular season loss to North Carolina. I think they outplayed the Courage a little bit in that game in in their moments of possession. Um, I'm super high on Savannah Demello. This is a a player that's gonna continue to rise and continue to run with this team because of her ability on the ball to be able to switch the point of attack to get them out of sticky situations defensively. they're all, She's almost like their outlet uh, hot potato player where they need to get rid of the ball. They have to get something to it. They just give it to her. She can spin out of three defenders. She can run transition and, and find that breakout pass that breaks lines of defense as well. Um, now, rotation-wise, not sure how much we'll see of her. I still think we'll see DeMello, though, because yeah. if I'm not mistaken, the last Challenge Cup match that Louisville played, um, the first one that they played, they ended up picking up a win in that. But they played most of their starters. They they had a pretty good foundation. Um, they started in the Challenge Cup late, and Kim Bjorkgren wanted to pick up points and wanted to pick up a win. So that's what he did. He played a strong squad. Now, going up against the Chicago side that is very depleted, as you mentioned, Jordan, um, I, I just think that maybe we'll see more rotation with Racing Louisville, but the combination between the different players they have, the versatility they have, and mm-hmm. the depth, as you mentioned, is going to be crucial for Louisville. Um, I just don't think Chicago is going to have that lucky streak in them. It was yeah. lucky that they they picked up a win in the regular season. And just yeah. to, to 
go on the back of that really quick is they get their goal at the end of the game against North Carolina with a lot of those players in. So I think we're going to see time from Jordan Baggett, who mm-hmm. came over in a trade. Um, Picky Yamsa, I bet, will we'll play significant minutes. So, yeah, I think there's just a little bit more depth to this racing squad that is going to allow them to get a good push here midweek. Yeah, it just sort of feels when you have that quick turnaround from a Saturday to a Wednesday or even a Sunday to a Wednesday that the rotation, the team that can actually rotate a bit might have uh, the odds in their favor. I'm, I'm, I'm with you both. But I I don't know if Chicago has a lot of results to say they can really shake things up in a midweek for because of their lack of depth. But it's very interesting to note that the couple of results that they do have in the regular season is because they've actually changed some things around. We saw them get that draw against Washington Spirit because they anticipated to come out to a predictable uh, Chicago Red Stars three back. It was more fluctuating during that game. They got the one one draw there. And now we got to see more of a four back from Chicago out of the recent win against Orlando. I don't know if they're going to do a different little bit of a tactical change in this midweek matchup. And maybe that could be something that gives them them an advantage. Even if they do, I just don't think it's enough. But something else about these midweek matches is they tend we've seen some of these Challenge Cup games get some heavier score lines. Yeah. So I'm kind of like curious if maybe this is just going to be like a vibes kind of match. <laughs> maybe we'll get to see a heavier score line. And uh, something about these central region teams when they meet up against each other. So I've actually got this one pegged as a draw for myself. So you're both Ooh. going racing. I think this one's going to be a draw. Are you going to draw like a, if it's vibes? It's got to be like two, two, three. Yeah, three. I'm feeling two, two. Nice. Okay, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe Shayna Matthews finally goals. gets back in into the mix for Chicago Red Star. She's finally off that availability report. Maybe she brings some late game magic yeah. off the bench. It'll be fun. Let's see. Uh, Portland Thorns versus Angel City. Let's head on over to the West Coast. We've got the West Region battle between these two sides. Angel City coming off of a tough, tough loss against Ol' Rain. Portland Thorns coming back to steal a point, get a draw with a late game dramatic header from Reina Reyes. When you're looking at these two teams, Lisa, I'm going to go with you first. You got a winner and a loser in this one, or are you feeling the makings of a draw? I am feeling the makings of a draw. I'm not going to bury the lead in this one. I think Portland Angel City is going to come out with uh, splitting the points at the end of this one. Um, Portland in Challenge Cup, uh, they haven't picked up a win. They, they got a loss in their opening game. And Angel City, they had a loss in their opening Challenge Cup match. And then they're coming off of a draw, 0-0 against OL Reign. And as you just mentioned, Sandra, Portland is coming off late game equalizer against San Diego from the rookie Reina Reyes. And I was super impressed with the rookies we saw from Portland and and, uh, I mean across the league but I think with Mike Norris as the head coach at the Thorns we're going to see a little bit of rotation from this Portland side Um, we've talked a lot about the Olivia Moultrie Christine Sinclair the champagne problems that he has there now is his opportunity to get those depth players that really only get to see um 15, 20 minutes in a match just because they're behind some superstars in the the world game of football, get them minutes, get them significant playing time in this match against Angel City. Now's the time. You're going up against a team that um, in Angel City that needs to pick up points in this Challenge Cup, I think. They need to get back on the winning side of things in this game as well as they're coming off a really tough 4-1 loss to OL Reign in the regular season despite scoring first in that match. Um, I think with Angel City, they are, are a team that's maybe lacking a little bit of confidence right now, and Portland can use that to their advantage. However, Angel City, they've still got some good players. Um, COVID protocol 
taking out some of their players during the regular season. I think we'll see them come back. I'm, I'm not sure. This is purely speculation. We don't have availability report yet. But because of that, I think that they'll have a little bit more emphasis in their attacking end. Maybe we'll see Junendo press up higher. We saw her in the left back position. I personally like her higher up the field. She's just much more influential in the game. So I'm going to go with the draw between these right. two sides. They're going to split mm. points. Neither of them picking up their first win in the Challenge Cup so far. Okay. All right. Interesting. I like the energy. Jordan, are you going to match that or are you, no. are you going different? I'm not matching it. I'm bringing <laughs> different energy. But I did. The first thing I ri- had written down, and Lisa and I are on the same page, is just I, I we don't know the availability for Angel City. It's it's so iffy. But I think what, one of the things that we didn't see is we didn't see Julie Ertz and we, we didn't see Sydney yeah. LaRue, who was on the bench for that last game. So but is this going to be... plays in a Challenge Cup? Uh, what? Do you think she gets her first minutes in a Challenge Cup game? I don't know. And now that I'm thinking about it even more, I don't know if she's going to get it because it's in Portland and yeah. it's on Earth. Turf. Yeah. So no. I don't know if she's going to, but, th- th- but it's a possibility because she yeah. has been on the bench. So who knows? Um, and this is an Angel City squad who has been struggling to figure out a way to be consistent in the way that they want to play. Right. I just don't think that they have um, the ability to rotate with the depth that Portland Thorns does. And so I think th- the Thorns at home, this is going to be a little bit of a, a show off for them. Uh, Reina Reyes is going to start yep. again, and she is going to have significant minutes and continue to show that she can not only utilize the flank, but she can tuck inside sometimes and be like an additional mm-hmm. midfielder. She she did that a lot at Alabama. So I think we're going to see more of that. But I think we might see Izzy Daquila play her first start mm-hmm. in um, NWSL. This is a player who's come on every single game. She's a Santa Clara alum, so you know I got to throw that in there. Um, she is just a very intelligent player when it comes to runs off the ball. If you go back and watch uh, the goal that Angel City scored against OL Reign, it comes from a corner kick, but Daquila just got on the, the game and she, um, sorry, with the Thorns scored against late in the game against. Um, San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. She just had gotten in the game. She does two pressures, like counter pressures, wins the ball back twice for her team. It goes out for a corner kick. Her work off the ball is equal to what she can do on the ball and um, with her runs off the ball. So I think that this Thorns team just, you said it, they have champagne problems. Mike Norris talks about it all the time. He's going to rotate. It's going to still be a very solid performance for them. And I think they're going to run away with this one. Yeah, I'm with you, Jordan. I think Thorns at home are gonna pull it off. I think the depth is is too much. I think between them and and the rain, they're it fluctuates week to week on who is the deepest team in the league, honestly. And yeah. no matter what, it's always out of the Pacific Northwest. Um, I just think Crystal Dunn has been in, in outrageous form. I mean, we'll see if she actually gets to start in this one or is um, brought off on brought it off the bench because again, midweek rotation is a factor. I mean, the last team these two, the last time these two teams went ahead, we got that wild, wild draw. And Juliet did play in that game, although I don't know. I think as the World Cup come clo- comes closer, I think it's it's about not only managing the minutes, but seeing where you can get them. And I don't know if Challenge Cup is going to be that yeah. type of match. And it's it's evident that the caliber of player that Ertz is and what that team looks like when she is available for them versus when she is not uh, looks, you could see it's a stark contrast. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going with Jordan on this one. I'm going Thorns as well in the midweek Challenge Cup game against Angel City. We've got one more pick to make and we're staying on the West Coast, San Diego Wave FC versus OL Reign. Jordan, I think 
I got to go with you first on this one because folks might hear you yeah. call for this game. What, what are you thinking so far with these two going head to head? Well, I, I think that this might be our chance to see Melanie Barcenas get her first start. I really do. I I think this would be a perfect time to um, just because of how Laura Harvey also has been approaching these challenge cup games. I think Casey Stoney has said she wants to build this young player up in the right way and give her opportunities. So we see her come in when San Diego's down some goals. So they, they needed to press for her goals. That's when she, she made her debut and it gave her the freedom to really be who she is. I think this game is going to give her the freedom to be who she is and show some of the creativity, but also her work rate off the ball. So that's my number one thing. I am calling this game. I want to be on the call when she gets her first start. She is a special, special player. And, um, I think that's what what I think of right away. Um, it, it'll be interesting because you just mentioned it, Sandra. This OL Rain team doesn't matter if they rotate; they're really deep. I yeah. in their um, previous Challenge Cup game, they started Shea Holmes, a defender from University of Washington, and Ryan Brown, an outside back. Brown plays right back, and she plays it like Sophia Huerta. I thought Brown was the best player for OL Ray in the last time they played in Challenge Cup. And I would imagine she gets another start. Harvey was really high on her performance. So I think, I think I'm going to go with a draw on this one. Ooh, like high it. scoring, low scoring? No, I think it's going to be one to one, low, yeah. lower scoring, but both teams are going to score. I think it is going to be just a, Solid rain performance. They're going to have really good moments, but they're going to rotate and we're going to see just their depth. But from San Diego, I think we'll see some of these players who don't always get starting minutes, but I think Korniak will get a lot more minutes. Who's a starter for this squad and, and help them centrally Sierra Enge, who's had a lot of minutes. Um, She might play center back. She, she actually was a center back too. So I could see her giving one of their center backs a little bit of rest and rotation. Um, but I think San Diego is going to put in a, sh- put on a show at home, Snapdragon. How cool is that place? Like yeah. they have done such a good job. So I think the vibes are going to be ha- high, but it's going to be a one, one draw. I like that. We all picked a draw at, in one of these games yeah. at least. Um, but <laughs> I am, I'm going to go a little bit the other way, Jordan, because I think this game is going to be high scoring. Sandra mentioned oh. it for that Louisville, Chicago. She thinks it's going to be no defense, all vibes, all goals. I'm kind of feeling that for OL rain and San Diego, because of the rotation we're going to see from both sides. I'm with you. I would love to see the young player Barsanas get her first start, um, get a goal, right. Or at least be part of a goal scoring opportunity whether it's the counter press that helps her pick off the pass that then Mm -hmm. contributes to the goal. Um, Not sure. Maybe she'll get her own one, but uh, Cambreros as well, uh, or um, excuse me, not her. Sorry. I'm looking at a different thing, but with the San Diego side being at home, as you mentioned, I think that does give them the advantage and I'm going to give the the wave, the win and Casey Stoney, the win over this OL green side, but we're going to see a lot. I think from OL Reign, I think they're going to put up a couple goals. I think that that was the emphasis for Laura Harvey's team over the last week or so of training, Um, not just getting shots off, but quality opportunities and making them find the back of the net. And it took them a little bit to get going versus Angel City in the regular season. But once they did, it was bam, 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 four goals. Now, of course, Megan Rapino contributing uh, to a majority of them getting three assists in that game. I think we'll see rest from her, but that doesn't take the foot off the gas pedal for this team and the rest of the players that had been in training and feeling that emphasis of finding the back of the net. So I'm going to go San Diego, but lots of goals. 
All right. I respect it. I, I, I'm not hearing enough about the coaching matchup between you two. And I'm really looking forward to seeing oh, what yeah. Casey Stoney is going to bring against Laura Harvey and vice versa. Look, it's the it's the cooler battle. We'll see them both perched on their appropriate throne, <laughs> probably to overseeing what what is being played out in front of them. And uh, look, I was really nervous. I thought I almost saved my draw for, for this game as well. But I'm going to go with the visiting side. If there's something about Laura Harvey and how she is taking on this challenge cup and its current iteration, how it's kind of playing alongside and concurrent against the regular season and mm-hmm. kind of trying to use that to her advantage a little bit and maybe get those extra minutes for players who are not, uh, who are kind of, uh, you know, part of that big depth that, that we've been talking about. So I'm looking for a, a low scoring game. I'm with you, Jordan on that, but I'm going to go with rain to get the breakthrough on it. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> if we were correct or incorrect and uh, we'll let everybody know, when we do the recap of these games, but we we're have gonna all take- very different picks, which is a good yeah. thing. I like when that's that always happens. Fun. Gotta have the parody, uh-huh. right? Even right. even on the show, even on the show, we bring it. We bring it all the time. We'll take a quick break and uh, don't go anywhere because we're gonna chat all things U.S. Women's National Team World Cup roster. Stick with us. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Explore the weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary, As We Speak, Rap Music on Trial. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Via have conjured magic on the way to a seventh Europa League final where they face UEFA Trophy Specialist Mourinho and his experienced Roma side in Budapest. Catch the UEL final this Wednesday with coverage beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You love to see it. We love to see all of the soccer on Paramount+. Plus, Baby, that's what we're about. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's pivot. Let's pivot from club soccer. Let's talk about a little thing happening this summer. The World Cup. We are going to start getting final 23-player rosters from 32 participating nations. We already saw the teaser from the Lionesses. They're going to drop a roster on the 31st. And so, you know, we got to thinking we should definitely do our official USWNT roster prediction show. And we should do it when we have Jordan on as our guest. So we're excited. I'm, I'm excited to have us uh, go through this and see what similarities we have and maybe some you know, differences across the roster, 23 players. Okay. Let's maybe start with that. There was some um, back and forth about whether or not this was going to be a 23 player roster, considering just what, six months ago, we had the men's version of the world cup with 26 players and FIFA said, "Uh, uh-uh, not for you. It's going to stay at 23 players, despite some um, collective energy from uh, national team head coaches. So we're locked in at 23 and we've got to, Spout off some goalkeepers, spout off some defenders, some midfielders, some forwards. And we'll see what you guys are thinking, what you're feeling is the best group and collecting of players for the United States women's national team to go on into Australia and New Zealand. 
Lisa, I'm actually going to go with you for this one. Let's let we do this typically by position. Last time we had a similar episode to this, we actually did a stock watch. We were yep. taking a look at who was trending up and who was trending down on the basis of club play because everything that came out of that final international window in April um, sort of had that push. Like now, this is we've completed our time together in the build up to the World Cup. Go co- either continue your form and keep up the good work or work on a b and c right there were two groups of players that we we heard were given some different instructions so when it comes to the goalkeepers let's start with yep. positions here we, we know there's three there's typically three that are taken to a world cup i think maybe this is also the possibly the easiest position for the three of us to take a look at who are you who are you taking to the world cup lisa yeah i think the Goalkeepers for the United States. I mean, we've seen the same three players being called in for the last year. That's Alyssa Nair with Chicago Red Stars, A.D. Franch with Kansas City Current, and Casey Murphy with North Carolina Courage. I think we're still going to see those three being called up to the World Cup, despite maybe some recent form. I mean, Sandra, you and I have talked a lot about A.D. Franch and her her yo-yo of a season that she's having with Kansas City at this point splitting a lot of time with her goalkeeper counterpart, Cassie Miller, with the current, um, based on performance, says Caroline Quablum, and based on getting results. And we've seen a lot more time from Cassie Miller. However, A.D. French has the experience with this team at the international level. She's been called in a lot. Um, She's not the number one goalkeeper for this team. And to have that depth and that veteran experience that French brings is still going to be crucial for Vlako Anonofsky. I still think Alyssa Nair is going to be the number one, especially after the Chicago Red Stars Orlando game that she just had, becoming the NWSL all-time saves leader, keeping Chicago in that game, allowing them the win because of her shutout and her incredible saves. So she's still my number one, but these are the three I'm going with. All right. Any disagreement on, on your end, Jordan, for those I three? do. Let's go I have a disagreement. Drop it. I don't think AD French is making the team. All right. Which... I she is one of the best people, I think, in this group, just such a kind human being. And I really care for her a lot. But I think it's going to be Aubrey Kingsbury. You do. I think Kingsbury because it's your third goalkeeper. I don't know how much the previous experience plays into that. I I don't personally know. I think you want to make sure the three goalkeepers you're bringing are playing feel confident in their play and can step into a game situation and say, I I can nail this down. I would say if one of those two between Kingsbury and AD French was like all time penalty kicks, right. See that be like really good in, in penalty kicks. I think we would see that just be the decision there, but I don't think that there is a, we know enough about that to say, okay, this person's better than this person. Um, so I even, even though Aubrey Kingsbury only has one cap, she hasn't been called into the any of the camps in the last year. I'm gonna that's say just my, that's just my opinion. I yes. that's what I think. I'm going Kingsbury because I think she's been playing well. I think mm-hmm. um, she is on a team with other players that are going to be on this roster. Mm-hmm. A lot of other players are going to probably be on this roster. I just think that it's not going. Her cap is not going to matter. Um, I don't think we're going to see the third goalkeeper anyways, no. but yeah. I think that if we would have to, she is in the better form because she's playing every week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I think, I think that's an interesting and valid point to bring up there. There's going to be some depth within each position mm-hmm. that you look at a certain player scenario. where are just like, 
are we really going to get to this point? And maybe this third goalkeeper is, is probably one of the more obvious of those selections. So I hear you in the sense where it's like, why not go with the goalkeeper that is kind of on a hot streak at the yeah. moment, has good club form with their team, will likely have teammates on this U.S. Women's National Team roster. All of those boxes can be checked off. But I think on the other side of that coin, you can also make that argument for someone like France. And the other side of it, you're just like, well, if it's really about a player who might not actually totally. see the time. That's where I'm going, yeah. Why don't you have the player that's, A, been there before, knows what to expect in terms of your day-to-day preparation throughout this month-long, highly intense uh, tournament, um, have the player that is uh, already familiar with the routines along the way with this team um, over the last year or so. I think there's there's a lot there. I think there's, like, literal – There's it's the same coin. It's like you're just, like, making the same arguments for, like, the, the, totally. the same player, though. So it's, it's, it's interesting to – sort of um hear that because i can promise you you're not the only one i'm sure our chat is saying our yes, chat's blowing up with King yeah Sarah. I, I love it i love it so I, I i i'm into it um but i'm going with nayer murphy in french as well i think when it comes down to making that final roster um this national team program new no matter who's been at the helm in the head of it in the coaching staff has often relied upon and fell upon the experience factor uh, when yeah. it comes to making the selections moving forward for this type of roster. So uh, I've enjoyed watching Kingsbury play this incredible uh, return and rise of form with this spirit side in 2023. Um, you had, it, it, it was something that we saw in 2021. It's what earned her the call-ups back, uh, back then out of that championship appearance, you know, and season with, with the spirit back then. But I, I just, it's unfortunate. I just hate that it comes down to timing, right. in the window of time for things. And that's kind of what it boils down for me. So I've got uh, Nayer Murphy in France. We should definitely show some love to, to Murphy before we pivot to the first. Sure. Uh, we're, we're like, I think we're all sort of in agreement. We're just like Nayer's back in and she's the lock at, at number one. And maybe there's some differences at number three, but in terms of who your number two is into this world cup, I think we're all in agreement that it's Murphy mm-hmm. all the way. And I think we'll see her. I yeah. think we'll see yeah. the second goalkeeper in, in some of these group play. Uh, stage games I just had Murphy's last game um, for North Carolina she her ability with her feet adds a different level to this North Carolina team Sean Nahas realizes that I think Vladko realizes that um, she is so good with her feet I, I still do think she's the second goalkeeper but when she's in I think she's gonna have um, she's gonna give a lot of smiles to people the way she can yeah. distribute um, out of the back yeah, she'll sure. be another safety net a little bit for the the center backs and being able to join in the possession and and bring yeah. out. I agree, Murphy's the second one, and and we will see her, and it won't be a drop off in goal. All right, so here's a question to before we, to to pivot maybe out of this and go to defenders. Game one in this group stage is going to be against Vietnam, and then they've got Netherlands and Portugal on the horizon. Who are you starting in game one? That's that's the question. Give me the name. Give me the name. It's so confusing, <laughs> right? Like. I'm starting there. I'm going right. to go with it. You're, it's the World Cup, despite the competition being um, maybe not as intense as it will. It's it'll see. Vlachovanovsky is going to start his A team in, okay. in the first game of the World Cup. He's going to come out guns blazing. Maybe Make they'll only play 45. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe we'll see a big rotation. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a statement, and we're going to see Nair start in the full A team. All right. How about you, Jordan? statements before right um from this team at the world cup i 
that's where it's confusing because that would be the game that you would start your second goalkeeper, right? It's the first game of the World Cup. So I think if the U.S. start Alyssa there, start their first goalkeeper in the second game, if you win two games in your group, you're through. Yep. So then the third game against Portugal, I think it would be a great, great for um, Murphy to get Perfect. a start in there, there. But you have to take care of business because if you don't, then I think it switches everything and you keep Nair trying to go um, – get that that result in the last game so yeah i i love it didn't didn't i love it guys we're gonna have so much fun this summer (laughs) i'm I'm just here to have fun right now with these picks i'm throwing thoughts from you guys and questions let's move let's pivot to defenders we love to chat all about the back line and defensive shape of this team when it comes to your locks i went with lisa for the goalkeepers jordan i'm gonna go with you to kick off defenders who who are your locks who are you taking to this world cup on the defensive core Okay, I kind of I went like center backs, outside backs. Okay. okay. Um, so center backs, Alana Cook, Naomi Gurma, mm-hmm. Becky Sauerbrunn. Mm-hmm. Even though Becky Sauerbrunn has not played in the last five games for mm-hmm. the Portland Thorns. Yeah. I do not know the update that with that. I don't think a lot of people know the update with that. Um, we are less than two months out. Mm-hmm. If anybody can do it, it's probably Becky, but um that is interesting because I think that adds a lot of, there's some question marks just with the health of this squad. Yeah. So then I put Emily Sonnet in that group because I thought, okay, Sonnet can play three different positions. She can play center back. She can play outside back. She can play as a six. So I think I put her there just to be like, all right, that's my group. And then outside backs, I have Emily Fox, Crystal Dunn. I know I'm going to get pushed back on that. <laughs> Sophia Huerta and Kelly O'Hara, who has questions as well. It's Jordan. We're doing what we think will happen, not what we want to happen. That's how we qualified here. That's my group of defenders there. All right. How about you, Lisa? You Do you have a lot of similar names on your list? You I've got incredibly you? similar. Dunn, outside back. Fox, outside back. Um, Huerta and Sonnet as well. And then... Uh, Sauerbrunn, Cook, Gurma um, as my my center backs and and my bubble player in this group. I know we're going to talk about that a little later, but Davidson. But that's my solid. I got seven core defenders that I'm bringing that have have been outstanding. I know you just mentioned Sauerbrunn not being not playing, but even if Sauerbrunn is fifty percent, you're still bringing her, so she's on my roster. Yeah, no, I I feel that 100%. I think (laughs) I really do think that's part of what we're seeing right now in in club play. I think we're not being given specific updates um, for a reason. It's just these players are going to be ready when they're ready. And sometimes that means just before the World Cup so that they can get a couple games in um, going to the World Cup. I think there are certain players across this roster that you can absolutely circle and say these are absolutely players that need to be on the plane to Australia and New Zealand. And it's a hundred percent Becky Sauerbrunn who fits that equation. When we're looking at certain players that could go to this roster, despite missing a handful of games already with what apparently is a lingering um, foot injury. But at this point, it's not just your most experienced center back and defender. It's your team captain. This is someone who needs to be on the plane 
going to the World Cup. I, I'm with you guys on, on the, the selections for, for Cook and for Girma. I, I've said it multiple times, I think, over the course of the last 18 months on this show specifically that Alana Cook has simply been the absolute healthiest option at center back position for this team moving forward. I know that there has been um, some lapses sometimes and or dips in, in form as there has been for every player, I think across this roster potentially, but I don't know if that's enough to just say, keep her out and not take her. I think at this point, Cook is a lock for this World Cup roster. And I would say that Naomi Girmi, despite her return into this national team camp after making some appearances um, in ID camps as a very young player, has really just sort of played her way. I mean, her form has been ridiculous, stemming back to her yeah. rookie season. And I think maybe San Diego were trying to tighten up some things in the beginning of this regular season, but they appear to have gotten back on the right foot. And a lot of that has been because of Guillermo and her positioning. And I think she's done enough as well. I'm with you, Jordan, and hearing uh, the backlash on Dunn uh, on this uh, defensive side of things. Um, I mean, look, we all love to see what she's, you know, producing for the, the thorns right now in, in midfield. And if, um, if, the coaching staff finally sees the light and maybe they su surprise all of us and say, Hey, actually we're going to shift her into the midfield court. We, I don't know if we would actually be surprised by that. Maybe we would even yeah. welcome it, you know, yeah. but I, I, think I don't think they'll switch her like on the roster, but if right. we see her play midfield, like, right. She adds that depth because she 100%. can play. They're pushing. I think they would. Yeah. Yeah. I need to take a Kelly, like Kelly O'Hara. I need to take her off. Cause I actually forgot somebody on my list and I'm okay. just looking at my list and I'm what? like, Wait, I need to switch that. So you're gonna laugh switch when it. you're gonna laugh it. when it's the person that I tell you it is. No, I want to hear it now. Switch it. Oh, yeah, Kelly's coming off, but it's it's an attacker. It's an attacker <laughs> I'm putting in. So you're, right, you, you had O'Hara on there as a lock, and now you said, you know what? I'm actually gonna scratch bubble. her. She's bubble. She's okay, bubble. all right, I respect it. Well, I'm I'm gonna keep O'Hara as as a lock for okay. me. Because again, I think just like we talked about with the goalkeepers about the coaching staff kind of relying on um the experience and kind of nabbing yeah. the player for the lock with the with the experience she's got not just one but two world cups under her belt with this program so i think she's a lock as well i want to see huerta on this roster i want to see emily fox on this roster but i don't know if we will no really, really? She's going. She's I, don't going, know, I don't know i don't know if we will i, I really don't know if we will she can I, play I, left back she can play right back she's stepped into this team and and yep. she's proven that not only can she contribute when it's more of an attacking game for the United States and send crosses into the box and be a threat, whether it's cutting inside or taking it end line, but she can also defend. No, she's gone. I think the move, I think the move from, from racing to North Carolina courage has actually really put a lot more pressure on the coaching staff Yeah, to finalize their defenders. I think at one point during the last, during this last six months in the buildup to this world cup, maybe we had our defenders like as kind of like the easier locks and over the course of this club play, I think it's made it way more difficult. I think if it's difficult for us, it's got to be really difficult for uh -huh. the coaching staff. And I think this is where it comes down to these fine margins. I think it's going to come down to game scenario and game management. What is the coaching staff going to value in these game specific 
moments are they going to value an outside back that is more um you know valuable in the attack are they going to value more of a center back-esque type of player that you need to lock things down you know in 1v1 narrow game situations who is that player that they want to take so i'm very curious about who it's going to be i want to see fox on there and i do have her as a lock and i think when it comes down to those game specific um kind of Man, game management scenarios. I'm actually looking between two defenders in Chicago. I don't know if it's going to be Davidson and I don't know if it's going to be Kruger, but I think if you're looking at club play, Kruger has had the more breakout and standout club play for this team. And if we're looking at recent form, she's finally showing that she can absolutely be an asset in that attack as well, despite everything that we've heard from Edinowski as claiming her as the best 1v1 defender in the world. And when it comes to taking in games, I can tell you that Andonovsky has been to several Chicago Red Stars games to date, and he's oh. keeping an eye on things. So I've actually got Kruger not on the bubble. I've got her going on the plane to the World Cup. Wow. This Whoa. Wow. Yup. We'll see. We'll that see. Like, I, like that yeah. I mean, I think Kelly O'Hara hasn't been healthy, so that that also is a big question. There's, there's health questions, I think, in every single line. Um, and so... I could, I mean, but you have her lock and you have Kelly O'Hara lock too. So interesting, Sandra. I think, I think, I think Davidson has shown that she's healthy, that she's healthy and capable to play. And she's got a World Cup under her belt. Unlike some True. of these, some of some, unlike some of these others outside backs that we've listed in Huerta and yeah. True. Well. But I personally think that Kruger and Davidson have been very inconsistent. Yes. And I don't think a lot of that, I think, Part of it has to be them, but they're also coming back from major, major things, having a child and yeah. an ACL injury. ACL, yeah. So yeah. it is going to be up and down. It's just, it's too bad it's up and down right now. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. I, to me, Davidson and Kruger are both on the bubble. Davidson is probably a little bit closer to the roster than Kruger to me. I, Sandra, how many defenders do you have? I wasn't counting correctly. I've got eight. I thought so. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I love defenders. I love defenders. I know. I know you do. Me too. Me too, All bud. Right. I have eight. Who loves who loves midfielders? Oh, because we're going to talk about those now. Um, let's chat a little bit about who we're going to see in the midfield for the U.S. Women's National Team. You both had a shot to go first, so I'm going to go first. Oh, you. I My like lock it. for the midfielders, of course, I've got Lindsay Horan. I've got Christy Mewis on there after this incredible run of form with Gotham FC. Andy Sullivan is going to the World Cup for me. Uh, and so is Rose Lavelle and so is Julie Ertz, despite, again, two play. we're talking about players who are working their way back to form that we have not seen for a number of time. I think similar to Becky Sabron, these are two players that you talk to and say, make sure you just feel right so that you get on that plane. Lavelle and Ertz are going, and I've actually got Ashley Sanchez in my midfield as well to go to the World Cup. Same across the board. I got all the same ones. Me as well. Oh, <laughs> let's do this. I, honestly, guys, I was I three was positions, but we finally agreed on one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what? I think there's room for bubble conversation in yeah. this in this particular yeah. position, and we'll definitely talk about that. So since we're all on the lock for six, give me um, just to just to so that we don't just jump into forge right away. I want you guys to to give me uh, your reasons as to why Ertz and Lavelle are your locks, despite not seeing the the recent uh, club play. Because they're Julie Ertz and Rose Lavelle. <laughs> drop drop yep. the mic. 
Drop that mic. I think Rose Lavelle is, I mean, she's going no matter what, right? If there's certain players that you can look across the United States women's national team roster, and if they are only 60% healthy, you're still taking them. I think Becky Sauerbrunn is one of those players. Rose Lavelle is one of those players. Julie Ertz is one of those players. Um, you look at Earth's playing in the Tokyo Olympics a few years ago. She was not 100% to play, mm-hmm. and she still played the majority of the games yeah. and, and helped them win a bronze medal. Um, it, it, that's exactly it. And I think that these conversations that Vlako Anonofsky is having, not only with the players, but with their club coaches, is on the conservative side for some of those players, Rose Lavelle, Julie Ertz, if they're feeling a bit of a knock, maybe they don't need to push it. And that's why we haven't seen them a lot of times in games, get them recovered for the world cup, because they're going to have a, a really hard, tough time playing come June and July or coming July and August. Rose Lavelle has been out what two, almost two months now. She hasn't played since the first April friendly against Ireland in April. So, so nearly two months. Mm -hmm. That's three months at the end of June. It's four months at the end of July. You mm-hmm. don't need, you do not need Rose Lavelle in this midfield until knockout rounds. You do not need her. Yeah. So can you work her up into fitness, into whatever is going on to make sure she's ready for those? Because she performs when it's on the line, like nobody totally. else, I think on this team. Um and then Julie Ertz, it's amazing just with the number of games she's been back, how each game there are little moments where you're like, whoa, she just did that better. Yep. She just yeah. did that better. She just got out of pressure, connected. She juked somebody, switched the point of attack. There's there's moments where you're like, she knows what to do, but now her body is catching up with her catching brain, up. which takes some time. And she is she's going to be fine. Um, and, and you need depth at the sixth position, right? Up until this point that she has. So exactly, like, exactly. That, like dog. Love it. Love I it. Like it. I love it. All right. So I, I, I really love that we had, um, we've got six in the middle and they're all the same players. I a hundred percent love that. We did, we did not plan that for everyone who's following along in the <laughs> chat. Um, that was all, that was all uh, live on air, natural reactions. Let's talk about our forwards in this one. Jordan, I'm going to go to you because you're yeah. our guest and it's your birthday tomorrow. Who are you taking for your forwards to the World okay. Cup? I kind of have a lot of forwards. Let's go. Um, and remember, I took O'Hara off. That's right. right? Remember, you get, okay? you get an extra slot. We'll give it to you. I'm going to go straight away. Ash- Ashley Hatch is the first one I had in this. Okay. Alex Morgan, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, Alyssa Thompson, Lynn Williams, and the person that I didn't have on my roster. <laughs> Megan Rapino. Sorry, uh, Megan. I don't wow. know how to put your name on there, but you'll be in there. But I also think she's one of those, like, she's been so inconsistent with injuries that it, yeah. it's a hard one to be like, yeah. you're definitely playing. But if she, I think Lisa has said this many times, if she's available, she's going. So that, that's a big, that's a big group. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my, that's my forward group. And I just see goals. That's all I see. Totally. I, <laughs> All right, Sandra, how is yours looking compared to Jordan? I mean, it's 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 pretty it's pretty similar. There's a there's a player that I'm I've gone back and forth on a lot. So I guess we'll just talk about it in in the in the bubble. But I think it's funny that Jordan said I put Hatch first. I put Rapino first for that reason because I was like, I better not forget Megan Rapino because she's going to the World Cup. So I got Megan Rapino. Like me. 
<laughs> yeah, I put Megan Rapinoe first on this list because I was like, oh my God, I, I almost mm-hmm. I almost forget. And which is yeah. funny because we're literally just talking about recent form and she's coming off of a game where she just became the fifth player in league history to record yeah. three assists like it's nothing. And I'm with you, Jordan, on, you know, in terms of the form and, and, and building up into minutes. You know, we saw it was kind of a real slow burn for Megan Rapinoe at the beginning of this season, but she's getting the big chunks of minutes yeah. i think when it really matters most for the national team program and the build-up to the world cup i think her inclusions on these national team camp rosters in the past have looked a little bit different in terms of her role and what it's going to be for this team and i, I expect that to be the same energy yeah. going into this world cup i i don't know if, if maybe they start megan rapino in that game uh, in that opening game against vietnam to just sort of see where she's at on the international level because she was a player that didn't see a lot of international minutes as the team was sort of wrapping up things in 2023 during those international windows so maybe this is a player that we know is going to be on that plane to the world cup and maybe she's one of those attackers that does get the star against that first group match but i'm also looking at the other veteran and alex morgan uh going on that plane i think you absolutely have sophia smith the coaching staff has said that this is a player that they wanted to build that attack around i think in light of losing mal swanson trinity rodman is absolutely on that plane to the world cup she's a player that can maybe fit a similar profile if you're looking for kind of that like for like swap and someone who um isn't afraid to play on either side of the wing 100% for Lynn Williams on that plane there's just no way she's not uh she's going to miss out on the world cup not only is she back in form but this player was a preferred player for Vlako Andonovsky when he first took over this national team program she is probably what you could consider a prototypical Andonovsky player for the yeah. system and that he wants to have moving forward so the fact that she's just getting back into starts and racking them up she's going to the world cup and i am torn for the final slot between Alyssa thompson and ashley hatch i'm gonna go thompson. because you have all those defenders in there i do have all those defenders <laughs> i'm gonna go thompson for now just because i want to have uh, i want to have an x factor and i think thompson yeah. can do that x factor yeah for the team moving forward how about I, respect you? That. I, I respect that a lot. Um, I, I think that over the last several months, since the January camp, since um, at the end of last year, the November windows, I've had a, a number of players that have been on my lock since then. Yeah. Um, Alex Morgan being one of them. Trinity Rodman oh. being one of those for me that for a long time she's been going. Lynn Williams, since she came back, she was a lock. Sophia Smith. Um, Megan Rapino as well. And then, of course, Mallory Swanson. And unfortunate to Mallory Swanson, she uh, has suffered that patellar tendon rupture. She will not be there. And then watching the form of the NWSL, Alyssa Thompson was my replacement. Not like for like, but my replacement in terms of, okay, Swanson's not going to be there. Who are you bringing in? Who's Who are you going to have step up? And watching Alyssa Thompson uh, seamlessly transition into the NWSL and playing with Angel City, she looked like a professional from the first five yeah. minutes of the first game that she played. And that's a transition that I was a little nervous for her. As a young 18-year-old, um, there's two ways you can go. You can be young and naive and and still rock the show, or you can be a bit have a bit more maturity and have a bit more professionalism towards your game. And I think that's what we're seeing with Thompson, which makes her a national team player in my eyes completely. So she's on this plane no matter what. 
Another one that's been a bit of a bubble player for me, but is on my roster, Ashley Hatch. I I think at the start of this year, she was not on my roster based on her play with the national team, rather her lack of play, her lack of minutes, and her lack of being able to do much when she got on the field with the national team finish. Yes. That uh, her job is to finish. Her job is to find the back of the net. And she wasn't doing that. So to me, it was like, okay, we're going to take other players over top of her. Now, despite injuries towards uh, defenders, midfielders in my roster and Hatch's most recent form in with Washington. No, she's not. uh, I mean, in my eyes, she's not being the best player on the team, but I think her ability to play with Rodman, with Sanchez, with Sullivan elevates her status. So Mm -hmm. Ashley Hatch is on my roster. All right. I like it. We're having some fun with the attackers. And I think this is a good transition because it sounds like we've got some players that we really think still have a shot, but are definitely on that bubble. I'll ask you both your bubble players right after a quick break. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. All right, let's close out the episode with a couple of bubble players. I'm going to ask you both, maybe for give me three, because I think we can. I can think we can quickly whip up three. Lisa, who you've got on the bubble with a little bit more to prove before this roster gets announced? Um, on my bubble is Tierna Davidson, defender out of Chicago Red Stars. I think her inconsistency um, it, on the pitch, playing with the Red Stars and their back line. She's coming back from that ACL injury, and she's one that I think um, is going to have those conversations with Vladko Mendonovsky about what she needs to do and if she's called up and on this roster – what her role is going to be because I think it's going to look a lot different than what she wanted it to be and what it would have been pre ACL tear. She's, she's one that is a very big bubble player for me, but close to actually being on the roster, depending Mm -hmm. upon some of the other shifts that happen on this roster. Do you want all my bubbles right now? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Another one, Kelly O'Hara, just based on the injury level. She's one that I think black one would like to bring uh, based on, the fact that she's been in these positions before um, her experience, uh, what she can bring, but if she's not that healthy and she can't get minutes and she's has this nagging injury that she can't shake, I don't think it's worth it for him to put her on a plane. I'd rather her, him bring Elisa Thompson and have a little bit more firepower in the front line. So Kelly O'Hara for me, a bubble player. Um, and then 
uh, Corniak and Kruger are my other bubbles that are like big bubbles. Like oh. I, I'm not really sure uh, Taylor Corniak is going to make it on this World Cup roster. She's coming back from injury. She's still getting minutes picked up. And I just I, I don't know who she would knock off of this roster, even though her name has been called in over the last year or so with this roster. And she's kind of found her groove since the CONCACAF W Championship with them. And then Casey Kruger, another defender that got called up most recently in April. And we saw her get good minutes. Um, she is a very good lockdown 1v1 defender. She's been to a World Cup before, so she has that edge. But I just don't think you bring her over someone like an Emily Fox, even like an Emily Sonnet, who um, brings a bit more versatility, being able to play center back and outside back and maybe even the six, but <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> How about you, Jordan? You got similar players or anyone different? I, in the bubble? I, I have very similar players. I, I think the, the biggest bubble spot for me with the roster that we've decided, kind of decided upon there's a number of players who can shift into that center back position, but not a lot of players who can shift into the outside back position. Mm -hmm. Even if you think maybe Crystal Dunn needs to go into the midfield at times, who's filling those outside back spots. So I think that's the biggest O'Hara or Kruger. Those are the two that I'm like, "Eh, I could see them. I could see Vodka going with one of those two, my biggest bubble player. And it was really hard for me not put this player on the roster. Jaden Shaw. Right on. I want Jaden Shaw on this team. I don't think it's going to happen, but I am obsessed with how she plays. (laughs) She can play as a false nine. She can play as a um, a attacking midfielder. She can even play on the wing. So I just think she is a little bit free. And, uh, you know, I think as players develop, you, you develop more thoughts and how to play, but also it restricts you from just feeling the game. And I think she feels the game really naturally and pops up in the right spots. I would love to see her in this mix with some of these players and to see what she could do. If she goes to the world cup, I will be so happy. Um, but it's going to be hard for her to get, get in there. So it's not a player that I think has been on the bubble at all, but just due to form and how fun she has been to watch. I want her on that plane, Sandra. I respect it. I really, I, I really do. Listen, I think, I think we were all curious a little bit when it came to the, uh, <laughs> the, the youth world cup, like, are we going to see Jaden Shaw? And she's actually getting those minutes for, for club right now. And, and it's because Casey Stoney said she's essential yeah. to the way yeah. that that's the caliber of player that she is. And so I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. It's almost kind of like maybe, you know, we could have seen her in some, some camps to, to really kind of give her, um, a real kind of bubble shot at this. I think maybe she's a long shot bubble player. Yeah. Um, I, I hear all the arguments for, I hear all the similar arguments for, um, you know, for, for Hatch and for, for Kruger, uh, even Davidson, I think at this point, I, I mean, I would actually consider Sonnet a bubble player at this point. I think just because of how we've seen her play yeah. for club, I'm yeah. very curious about what that's going to mean for this roster. Does, you know, the switch in position for the rain mean that the national team coaching staff wanted to see some things in the middle third from Sonnet because they see her playing a different role for the national team program. I don't know. We'll see again, a, one, another one of these players that was in the 2019 world cup roster, um, you know, Casey Kruger, I got her as a lock, but I respect the the, yeah. the, the pick for the bubble. I, I I think those are all very valid points and, and arguments. I mean, this is a player that has been with the national team program for quite some time, despite making her return back from uh, pregnancy and the birth of her son. But, you know, this was one of those players that was uh, with the team in Tokyo. So has international experience with this team. Um 
you know, and knows the expectations of the coaching staff and those things um, are maybe some things that the coaching staff can look at as well. So, I mean, I, I think, I think you have a, even a spectrum of, 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 uh, of the bubble here. I think you've got players who are on the bubble that actually really do have a shot to knock some other players off and get um, held into and, and cemented into that roster. But I think you've got some other bubble players who, or I think we can look at and say, unfortunately, time is just and some that are our hope to go i'm with you on Jaden shaw that yeah. would be she's she's not going i don't think <laughs> i would love to see that i think you're exactly right she's just done so well if it was maybe a couple months ago um and she could get a camp under her belt i would love to see it i would love to see it i just want it i i want yeah. it so i'm choosing it i am i like it. it i love it <laughs> I like it. Sometimes we have the power here, but usually we don't. Not yeah. at all. Um, I'm interested. No one, uh, a lot of people in our chat talking about this. And sometimes I just like to entertain the fans because it's fun to see reactions. No Sam coffee on either of your bubble. Is there a reason that she's not on there or just hasn't really given you enough? And, and that spot's kind of already filled. Just, I think for me, just the tip of the coaches hat. I mean, I think if, coffee had a place on this roster we would have seen more on the decisions from the coaching staff and we just have not that's not to say that i don't think she hasn't uh warranted conversation around her inclusion on this roster she absolutely has and it stems back to her play in 2022 with the thorns and that includes this chunk of months in the build-up to the world cup now i think she's a probably the most consistent six that uh, uh, you can see playing in, in women's American domestic soccer. And um, that's quite a compliment to give such a young player at this mm -hmm. point uh, in her career. So I'm eager to see Sam Coffey with this national team program out of this World Cup. Had we seen this player get selected and chosen for starting lineups, uh -huh. getting more play, under her belt with perf other preferred midfielders and even other preferred attackers in the mix, I think she would have been listed on this bubble with a shot to make it. But unfortunately the coaching staff hasn't shown me enough that they are actually in serious consideration to put this player on the yeah. roster. I would have liked to see coffee against some of the bigger teams in the world when the, the U.S. had played teams that are going to challenge her a little bit for her um, how much ground she can cover. I think with the ball and her distribution and um, I think just sometimes her positioning is a step behind when it comes to def defensive covering that type of ground and in a, a single pivot it's a lot and so I think she's still going to develop and I think that six spot when you talk the next cycle yep there is not a lot of players coming through that sixth yep. spot. So if I was a player right now in the youth level, I'd be like, okay, Sign there's an opportunity here because even the, in the pro ranks, I'm not, we're not seeing a lot of sixes. No. Um, so just, a, just a thought there. Yeah. I think coffee has a really great shot. I just think development will be great. And I, I'm sure we'll see her a part of it coming this next cycle. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I love it. This was so much fun. I love doing stuff like this. We always love to 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 have the predictions in every way, shape, or form. And of course, we'll be back to see if we were correct or incorrect. Jordan, it was great to have you on. And we're going to see more of you in the future because Lisa 
got some news to share before she exits the show. Yeah, this was so great, Jordan, to to have you on. Um, I am headed out for a couple shows, uh, but Jordan will be here taking my place. And that's why we had her on to get everyone ready for all her fantastic analysis. I'm finally getting married. It's about time. I've been engaged the pretty much the entire time we've done this show, Sandra. (laughs) Right before the Tokyo Olympics or right as they started. Um, So it's finally happening and I'll be out of the office. Of course, keeping an eye on games but I won't be back until the middle of June. So thanks everyone. It's always been great. And Jordan, thanks for filling in. You are yeah. a, a joy to work with. And I know you and Sandra are going to have so much fun without me. I can't wait to listen and hear yeah. all the great analysis you guys bring. You are going to have so much fun. We're, we, so we're going we're gonna to have a really good time, but you're going to have so much yeah. fun. Congratulations. We're really yeah. excited for you. Yep. And I, um, I've got big shoes to fill, but I am going to do my best and have some a good time with Sandra. So um congratulations and enjoy every moment of it yeah we'll miss you buddy well you know what we're gonna pitch you up for photos and we're gonna want to see all the cool stuff that you're up to out of the office but uh, we'll hold it down here for you don't don't worry everybody put some bridal uh, emojis in the chat for lisa let her know you're happy for her and bitter for well but that's it that's a wrap for a3 that's all we've got today thank you all for joining us and listening to attacking third download follow listen to us anywhere you get your podcast leave us a rating and review it helps us out so much subscribe to us on youtube at youtube.com slash attacking third and we'll be back with so much more so stay tuned for Sandra Herrera, Lisa Roman, and Jordan Angeli. This was Second Third. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews or coverage of all the biggest stories in the nba our new show is the place to be five days a week download and follow beyond the arc on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you get your favorite podcasts